जय राधा माधवा कुंजा बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय गोपीजना वल्लभा गिरीवरधारी जय गोपीजना वल्लभा गिरीवरधारी यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदना व्रजजन रंजना यमुना तीरा वनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपीजना वल्लभ गिरीवरधारी जय गोपीजना वल्लभ गिरीवरधारी यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यमुना तीरावनचारी यमुना तीरावनचारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 
Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jaya Radha Kala Chanji Radha Kala Chanji Radhe Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राज काचार्य अष्टोत्र सतश्री श्रीमद जिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी श्रीलप्रभुपाद की ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय समवेत भक्त वृंद की जय ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज हरे कृष्णा ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज हरे कृष्णा ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज हरे कृष्णा ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांग ऑल ग्लोरी श्रीलप्रभुपाद Going to continue uh, reading Canto One, Chapter Seven. We are in Text Five today. Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Nashtaprayeshabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki So this is uh, text 5 from chapter 7 titled Son of Drona Punished Yaya Sammohito Jeeva Atmanam Trigunatmakam Paropi manute nartam Tatkritam chabi padyate Yaya sammohito jiva Atmanam trigunatmakam Paropi manute nartam Tatkritam chabi padhyate Yaya sammohito jiva Atmanam trigunatmakam Paropi manute nartam Tatkritam chabi padhyate Yaya sammohito jiva Atmanam trigunatmakam Paropi manute nartam Tatkritam chabi padhyate Would you like to? Yeah, please. Yaya sammohito jiva Atmanam trigunatmakam Paropi manute nartam 
Satkritamchabipadhyate. So this is the word for word translation. Jaya by whom? Sammohita illusioned. Jivaha the living entities. Atmanam self. Triguna Atmakam conditioned by the three modes of nature or a product of matter. Paraha transcendental. Api in spite of Manute takes it for granted. Anartham things not wanted. Tat by that. Pritamcha reaction. Abhipadhyate undergoes thereof. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation. Due to this external energy, the living entity, although transcendental to the three modes of material nature, thinks of himself as a material product and thus undergoes the reactions of material miseries. Please repeat. Due to this external energy, the living entity, although transcendental to the three modes of material nature, thinks of himself as a material product and thus undergoes the reactions of material miseries. So this is a big purport here. So I was thinking we'll speak as we go through the purport and then if you're not able to complete it, I'll just finish Srila Prabhupada's purport in the end. That way we know what Srila Prabhupada says about the verse. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Guron Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagat Pate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindubhyaye Vacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Namam Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimathe Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Pashyatyade Shatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare This is uh, after the conversation between Narada Muni and Vyasadev. Vyasadev is in Samadhi. He's meditating and he's had the vision of uh, Krishna. And now he's continuing uh, his revelations that he gets in his uh, meditation. Uh, so this is the purport by Srila Prabhupada. Purport. The root cause of suffering by the materialistic living beings is pointed out with remedial measures which are to be undertaken and also the ultimate perfection to be gained. All this is mentioned in this particular verse. It's a complete verse. It goes into the root cause and gives us also the solution on how to uh, mitigate the root cause. The living being is is by constitution transcendental to material engagement but he is now imprisoned by the external energy. And therefore, he thinks himself one of the material products. And due to this unholy contact, 
the pure spiritual entity suffers material miseries under the modes of material nature the living uh, the living entity misunderstands himself to be a material product this means that the present perverted way of thinking feeling and willing under material conditions is not natural for him but he has his normal way of thinking feeling and willing the living being in his original state is not without thinking feeling and willing power it is also confirmed in the bhagavad gita that the actual knowledge of the conditioned soul is now covered by nations okay i think the next is uh, uh, another section so we'll talk a little bit about this so this is essentially the problem with every one of us in this uh, material world is that we are thinking that we are a product of this a product of matter all of us are thinking that i am this body and i am the senses and then we go about our activities uh, in that thinking uh, and this is the very first instruction that uh, krishna starts with in the bhagavad gita about our true nature uh, he takes quite a, a bit of time in the in the second chapter to exactly talk about the science of the soul and uh, this was arjuna's problem also in the gita that he was thinking he was giving all these very nice arguments to krishna to not not to fight but essentially everything was from a bodily platform uh, that's what krishna is saying and many times when i read the first section of the second chapter it seems like krishna is repeating whatever he said again and again and again uh, about the soul it's a few verses are completely completely the exact same thing that he said before and prabhupad writes in 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 the in the end where we start feeling that krishna is repeating the same thing again and again prabhupad writes in the purport that yes it is repetitive but krishna is repeating this again and again because this is very important this is the most fundamental thing this is the first understanding that all of us need to have uh, or else we are always in ignorance right om agyana timirandasya that all of us are in the darkest of ignorance and this ignorance the darkest of ignorance is that we are thinking that we are the body with that thought process we are wrecking havoc in this world but when we get this knowledge uh, that gyananjana shalaka that all of this timira anda is like the cataract uh, the our ignorance our eyes are completely closed we have no idea what's happening and this gyananjana shalakaya this shalaka is the operation by which you can remove the cataract you know and the spiritual master is giving us this knowledge krishna and the spiritual master that you are not this body you are the spirit soul so think of yourself in those terms because you think you are a product of this material elements you are entangled in the modes of material nature uh, that is the very reason because because of this avidya shri rupa goswami says this is the root cause of all our uh, material existence because of this ignorance our actions create unwanted reactions and because of this unwanted reactions we are always in the cycle of birth death disease and old age right he goes into detail of the kuta bija prarabdha aprarabdha karma in his nectar of devotion but he he identifies this root cause as this avidya and that is the very reason why in so many places krishna is constantly talking about this very point again and again and again and again that uh, he he says the living entities are also my energy but they are Uh, not an inferior energy but they are the superior energy isn't it so the material modes krishna says is his inferior energy the modes of material nature so there uh, in in bhagavatam we will read in the second canto in much more detail about these 24 elements that make up this uh, material world but in the gita he he talks about bhumi rapo nalo vayu khammano buddhi revacha ahankaram iti yamme bhinna prakriti rashtada we'll talk about the bhinna prat prabhupada is going to talk about it in the purport a little bit later but these eight elements uh, are part of krishna's energy uh, and but they are separated parts of krishna's energy and krishna also says that uh, in the in the gita he is saying mamai vamsho jeevaloke jeevabhuta sanatana that we are his ansha or we are his eternal fragmental part and parcels as spirit souls and but what's happening to us is that manashastani indriyani prakritisthani karshati that because of our conditioning we are constantly struggling with our senses and the mind because we are we are identifying so much with the senses and the mind 
that we are in this constant struggle uh, in this in this material world. So <clears throat> let's continue with Srila uh, Prabhupada's purport. Uh, uh, let me read the previous line again. So the living being in his original state is not without thinking, willing and feeling power. It is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita that the actual knowledge of the conditioned soul is now covered by nations. Thus the theory that a living being is absolute impersonal Brahman is refuted herein. This cannot be because the living entity has his own way of thinking in his original unconditional state also. The present conditional state is due to the influence of the external energy, which means that the illusory energy takes the initiative while the Supreme Lord is aloof. The Lord does not desire that a living being be illusioned by external energy. The external energy is aware of this fact, but still she accepts a thankless task of keeping the forgotten soul under illusion by her bewildering influence. The Lord does not interfere with the task of the illusory energy because such performance of the illusory energy are also necessary for reformation of the conditioned soul. An affectionate father does not like his children to be chastised by another agent, yet he puts his disobedient children under the custody of a severe man just to bring them to order. But the all-affectionate Almighty Father at the same time desires relief for the conditioned soul, relief from the clutches of the illusory energy. The king puts the disobedient citizen within the walls of the jail, but sometimes the king desiring the prisoner's relief personally goes there and pleads for reformation. And on his doing, on his doing so, the prisoners are set free. Similarly, the Supreme Lord transcends from his king, uh, descends from his kingdom upon the kingdom of illusory energy and personally gives relief in the form of the Bhagavad Gita, wherein he personally suggests that although the ways of illusory energy are very stiff to overcome, one who surrenders unto the lotus feet of the Lord is set free by the order of the Supreme. This surrendering process is the remedial measure for getting relief from the bewildering ways of the illusory energy. And then we'll talk about the surrendering process a little bit later. But here Prabhupada is making the point that this individual soul uh, is still uh, individual. In that we all have our individual identities. Um, So this is basically Prabhupada is refuting the Mayavad theory. That the Mayavad theory is that all of us are in illusion, in Maya. And once we get knowledge, we will know that we are Brahman. That we all of... And that is... uh, that is also called Advaita. In, in, in the Mayavad or the Advaita philosophy, uh, they don't have any duality. They don't have um, um, a space for anything else apart from the Brahman. It's just one single entity that's there. And all of us are in illusion that we don't know yet that we are Brahman. This Neo-Mayavad concept that you will become God, even Adi Shankara will not accept it. Because that is a very absurd concept. Nobody can become God. Uh, so to speak. But the, the philosophy is that once we have this knowledge, uh, then we will know that, oh, I am not this body and then I am, uh, I am the, uh, I am Brahman. So, uh, um, um, Adi Shankara gives an example of the rope and the snake uh, for this uh, particular philosophy that he is espousing. So, the, the story goes like this. This is his analogy. So Adi Shankara says, one night, it's, it's really dark, there is no light whatsoever. And then you open the door and then you find a snake there, outside your door. You're so fearful of the snake, you shut the door, go inside the home. And then you're waiting and waiting, waiting uh, all, all night there. And then it's, it, the sun has come up, it's bright now, you have light. And then you go out, open the door and oh, lo and behold, it was not a snake, but it was in fact a rope. So you, I misunderstood the rope for a snake. So that is essentially what he is saying. That we are all in illusion. Everything is just Brahman. Because of this illusion, this avidya, that we think that whatever we are thinking in this material world is a part of our own um, uh, mental uh, imagination. But once we get this knowledge, we will know that all this is just illusion. And, and the o- only substance that is left is Brahman. And... If we hear uh, the Mayavad uh, side, we should also hear the Vaishnava side. Right? So, Jiva Goswami and Ramanujacharya and everybody else go into such detail 
in refuting this uh, this theory of uh, uh, Shripad Adi Shankaracharya. And especially Jiva Goswami in, the, in his Shad Sandarbhas is is tackling this uh, this very uh, concept. So for uh, there are many, many problems in this analogy that Adi Shankaracharya is giving and he gives a few of them. So for, for somebody to misunderstand between a snake and a rope, what should be, what should happen? Can you misunderstand a snake with an apple? No, isn't it? We cannot misunderstand a snake with, with a light bulb because there are absolutely no similarities between a snake and an apple. That's why we cannot misunderstand a snake and, a, and an apple. But you can misunderstand a snake and a rope only because there are similarities in, in the character, isn't it? But we know that there is no similarity between this material world and, the, and Brahman. So the material world is temporary in nature. It is full of misery. It is asat. Whereas Brahman is eternal, blissful. It is, you know, every single quality that you take in the material world is completely the opposite of what Brahman is or what Krishna is. So there is absolutely no way in which you can misunderstand between uh, something, two things that are completely dissimilar in nature. But one of the main things that uh, Vyasadeva speaks about in the previous verse also is, is one of the main refutations that the Acharyas give is that who is under illusion here? Isn't it? If all of us are Brahman and we are under illusion, it means Brahman is under the control of Maya. Maya can somehow cover Brahman. Which Vyasadeva is completely refuting in the previous verse. Uh, if you read the translation, uh, in his Samadhi, this is what uh, Vyasadeva is saying. Thus he saw the absolute personality of God, Godhead along with his external energy, which is Maya, which was under full control. So the Maya is an energy of Krishna. All, all of us agree that, is it? Isn't it? Um, uh, Krishna also says, this is my divine energy. Uh, and uh, he says, Daivi Hesha Gunamai, that this, this is a divine energy of mine. Everything that's from Krishna is, of course, divine. And this Mama Maya Duratyaya, this material nature is very hard for uh, you to cross because this is, uh, this is what we sing. The first thing that we sing every day in the morning is not Krishna's names. It's not your spiritual master's, uh, of course, it's, it's the glory of the spiritual master that we are singing. That, but the first word that we sing every single day in the morning is samshara dhavanala. <laughs> that this material world is like a forest fire. It's a dhavanala. That's the first thing that our acharyas want, to remember, uh, want, want us to remember, right? Please understand that this material world that you're living is, is not a cozy place. It is a dhavanala. This is a place of great misery. And forest fire, it's burning from all sides. But we are so conditioned, so conditioned that we think this is the best thing that can be. I am so happy in this world. I have so many things that I want which will satisfy me in this world is what all of us think. But it is the exact opposite. The nature of this material world, just as we discussed, is the exact opposite of our own existence. Like Prabhupada is saying here that... All of us have our own original way of thinking, feeling and willing. The current thinking, feeling and willing that we have is a completely perverted way of our actual thinking, feeling and willing. Because we are, as spirituals, we are najayate, mriyate, vakada, chinnayam, bhutva, bhuvita, vana, bhuya. We are eternal, right? Ajo nitya shashvato yam purano no hanyate hanyamani sharire. That we are completely different from this body. Every single characteristic of ours that Krishna is de- describing, that we are eternal in nature, but this body is per- temporary in nature. Na hanyate hanyamane sharire. That when the body is destroyed, the soul is not destroyed. Only the body is destroyed. And then he goes on to say, the soul cannot be cut into pieces, cannot be dried in uh, air, cannot be drowned in water. So many things that he's saying to exactly underline this very point that uh, your nature is completely different but all your activities are exactly opposite to what your nature is so this point that okay if it is a if it is a um, compassionate god why is he putting us in this material world isn't it that's that's that would be the next question if you are not brahman if there is somebody who is really there and then if that person is not so cruel, he should not put us in this material world. 
and then make us suffer so much in this material world. And Prabhupada is giving the the exact answer to this also that the Lord does not desire that the living being be illusioned in the in the uh, by the external energy. It is not Krishna's desire that all of us be in this material world. In fact, this material world is compared to that of a prison house, right? Even in the in the purport, Prabhupada is giving this example that in the prison house, even in the world that we live in, there is a very few percentage of people who are actually there in the prison house. It's not the majority of the population that's there in the prison house. And the people that are there in the prison house is not because the government wants to catch them and put them in the prison house. It's because they have done something out of their own volition that has brought them to that position uh, of being in the prison house. But there is a way out of the prison house, isn't it? And Prabhupada is saying the easiest way out here is... When the king comes and then says, can you please let him out? There is nobody who can not say, I will not let this person out. Because the king has instituted the prison house. And if the king wants somebody to go out of the prison house, it is his prerogative to let him out. And we have this even in our our material world, isn't it? Even the president has these pardoning powers. It is not something that is completely unimaginable. That for a person that the president thinks okay, this person has suffered enough and he has learned his lesson. That is the point Krishna is making. Uh, Prabhupada is making in this purport. That this material world is for us to learn things. Uh, it's not just to punish us. Through the experiences that we go through in this material world, there are these samskaras that are, whether we know it or not, uh, this karma is teaching us so many things. And these are impressions that are constantly imprinted in our uh, subtle body through which we are learning so many different things. And then hopefully, and it's a very gradual process, because we are here because of our own uh, free will, and Krishna will never do anything to tamper with our free will. So, hopefully Krishna Krishna thinks that, okay, he's been trying and trying. This is like small kids, you know. So, when the, when the small kids are in the playground, um, so they think, the, the parents are waiting in the playground and the children want to keep playing there, playing there, playing there. They're falling down, scratching their hands, uh, bruising their knees. So many things are happening. Uh, but but still they're playing and playing and playing and playing and the parents are waiting. Uh, okay, come on, it's time to go home. This is, okay, you, there's something that's here, but this is not the actual thing. So Krishna is, this material world is like a playhouse and Krishna is waiting for us. Okay, you go and try to uh, don different uh, different costumes that you want. You can become a doctor, a lawyer, a cat, a dog, an elephant. Try to enjoy everything that you can, but you will never get satisfaction uh, in in all those things. Uh, And Krishna doesn't want, and that's why Prabhupada says, and Maya, Krishna's energy knows this also. That's why it's a thankless job. It's, It's a really difficult job, you know, that we are also Krishna's energy, and Maya is also Krishna's energy. Our intention is that we have to exploit Maya. Exploit this material world. Uh, Krishna says in the mati- uh, in the Aparayam Itastvanyam Prakritim Vidhime Param Jiva Bhuta Mahabaho Dariate Jagat. Right? That this superior energy of mine is trying to uh, manipulate this uh, inferior energy of mine. That is our uh, thinking. But Maya is not thinking like that. It's a thankless job. She doesn't want to really exploit us. She doesn't want to keep us in this material world. But she is doing it. Because it, it, that's what Krishna wants. So that's such a hard thing to do when you think about it. Okay, we, we, we curse Maya so many times. But as the energy of Krishna, it's such a thankless job that she's doing. That she perfectly knows well what our constitutional position is. We're not supposed to be here. She wants to help us. Uh, but yet it's a thankless job. Because that's what is needed to reform us. And Krishna not only does that. Right? So, Krishna is having a system where he wants us to ref- uh, be reformed. But yet, he is not just staying aloof. That's what Prabhupada is saying. He is such a merciful person that Prabhupada will say about our relationship also in the future. But he is such a merciful person that he is coming every single time. Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya chajushkutam. Dharma samstapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge. He is coming millennium after millennium after millennium. Okay, for other things to establish religion, to annihilate the miscreants. But his main purpose is to give shelter for the devotees. So to somehow convince us when he is coming to this planet that, okay, this is not where you actually belong. The, you don't have to suffer here. The real happiness is there in the spiritual world. He's coming us to remind every time again and again and again. 
that krishna is not okay you you decide to be here you go and suffer he is actually not so cruel he wants us to come back to him more than we want to go back to him that is krishna okay so we have about 15 minutes i think we should complete the prabhupad's purport but this is the mood point and then once one other thing i want to talk about uh, and then prabhupad uh, that's that's what he's uh, completing his purport with so how do we get out of uh, this uh, material rut that all of us are in and prabhupad says this surrendering process is the remedial measure for getting relief from the bewildering ways of the illusory energy daiviyesha gunamayi mama maya durateya mamevaye prapadyante maya metam tarantite krishna is saying it directly even before 1866 he is saying mamevaye prapadyante you come and surrender only to me and maya metam tarantite that you can easily cross over this material uh, material world that we spoke about this material world being like an ocean and in shrimad bhagavatam also tyaktva swakarmam acharanambujam harer uh i i forget this um and then twai ambujaksha kilasatva dhamni samadinaveshita chitta eka tvatpadapote namahatkritena kurvanti govatsapadam bhavabdhim that this is the prayers from the demigods uh, to krishna when krishna is the, in the womb of uh, devaki and then they are saying that kurvanti govatsapadam bhavabdhim that when we surrender unto you this material world becomes like the govatsapadam that it becomes like the hoof print of the calf uh, you know so it's very tiny this big ocean of material world becomes so tiny and then it becomes so easy for us to cross over and the only way is to surrender to krishna that's the only remedial measure okay we'll continue with shri prabhupada's purport the lord has suggested therefore that by the influence of the speeches of saintly persons who have actually realized the supreme men are engaged in his transcendental loving service the conditioned soul gets a taste for hearing about the lord and by such hearing only he is gradually elevated to the platform of respect devotion and attachment for the lord the whole thing is completed by the surrendering process herein also the same suggestion is made by the lord in his incarnation of vyasadeva this means that the conditioned souls are being reclaimed by the lord both ways namely by the process of punishment by the external energy of the lord and by himself as the spiritual master within and without within the heart of every living being the lord himself as the super soul paramatma becomes the spiritual master and from without he becomes the spiritual master in the shape of scriptures saints and the initiator spiritual master this is still more explicitly explained in the next shloka so krishna is also teaching us how to surrender from within as the the paramatma and from without as the spiritual master so he is not saying okay just surrender but he is also giving us the process and then teaching us by his own example also in the form of chaitanya mahaprabhu isn't it so krishna gives the instruction and he also exactly practices and shows us how to practice his instructions when he comes down as shri chaitanya mahaprabhu personal superintendent superintendence of the illusory energy is confirmed in the vedas the kena upanishad in relation to the demigods controlling power herein also it is clearly stated that the living entity is controlled by the external energy in a personal capacity the living being thus subject to the control of external energy is differently situated it is clear however from the present statement of bhagavatam that the same external energy is situated in the inferior position before the personality of godhead or the perfect being the perfect being or the lord cannot be approached even by the illusory energy who can only work on the living entities therefore it is sheer imagination that the supreme lord is illusioned by the illusory energy and thus becomes a living being so this is exactly the refutation that jiva goswami is giving that prabhupad is paraphrasing that krishna is always the perfect being the illusory energy or maya of krishna which which is his energy is always under his control it can never control krishna so it is prabhupada is saying that uh therefore it is sheer imagination that the supreme lord is illusioned by the illusory energy and thus becomes a living being so uh, krishna, uh, when krishna comes to this material world krishna is never touched by maya that is uh, essentially what uh, the the underlying point is and many of the, the mayavad philosophy is that brahman is covered by maya so when 
which is completely uh, bewildering to even think that Krishna's energy can actually cover Krishna himself. If the living being and the Lord were in the same category, then it would have been quite possible for Vyasadeva to see it. And there would have been no question of material distress on the part of the illusion being, for the supreme being is fully cognizant. So there are so many unscrupulous imaginations on the part of the monists to endeavor to put both the Lord and the living being in the same category. Had the Lord and the living beings been the same, then Srila Shukadev Goswami would not have taken the trouble to describe the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, for they would all be manifestations of illusory energy. And this is another point also that Prabhupada is making, that, okay, if Krishna is also like us, he was also uh, illusioned by Maya, then there is no point in speaking his glories. Because it, it, it will not give us any perfection. Why speaking about Krishna is going to give us perfection? Because Krishna is perfect. When we connect with something perfect, then we will also become perfect by that association. But if Krishna also has all the flaws that we as living beings have, then there is no point in speaking Srimad Bhagavatam. And why will Shukadev Goswami speak Srimad Bhagavatam? Right? That is the example that Prabhupada is uh, uh, giving here. Srimad Bhagavatam is the summum bonum remedy for suffering humanity in the clutches of Maya. Srila Vyasadeva therefore, first of all diagnosed the actual disease of the conditioned soul. That is, their being illusioned by the external energy. He also saw the perfect supreme being from whom illusory energy is far removed. Though he saw both the diseased conditioned souls and also the cause of the disease. So this is the far, this is what Krishna also says, that this material energy is my separated energy. That Krishna is separated from his material energy. He never comes in contact with his material energy. And this Prabhupada gives an example of, uh, so currently I am speaking and then whatever I am speaking can be recorded. And then if it's played later, it's still my voice. But it is a separated energy of mine. Isn't it? Anything that happens to that will never affect me personally. Although it is my separated energy. That is the example Srila Prabhupada gives. And also they give, uh, the many, uh, our Acharyas give the example of the sun and the reflection of the sun. That this material world is like the reflection uh, of the actual transcendental world. Okay, if uh, nothing that happens to the reflection will actually uh, uh, trouble the, uh, the original sun. Right? So that way it is far removed. Although the reflection cannot exist without the actual sun being there. The recording cannot have without me being, without me speaking. That energy is part of mine. That maya is still uh, Krishna's energy, but that energy is far removed or bhinna prakstirashtada. That this is a separated energy. Okay. And the remedial measures are suggested in the next verse. Both the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the living beings are undoubtedly qualitatively one. But the Lord is the controller of the illusory energy, whereas the living entity is controlled by the living, uh, illusory energy. Thus the Lord and the living beings are simultaneously one and different. For us it is so easy, because when we read Srila Prabhupada's books, this concept of Achintya Beda, Beda Tattva is constantly there. That we are qualitatively one, quantitatively different. This is... This is, a, this is so, Prabhupada gives it so easily to us, this philosophical point that we need to understand. Everybody is, in fact, all the Vedanta Sutras, are, all the Acharyas who are writing commentaries to the Vedanta Sutra are essentially trying to do this. Uh, that Adi Shankara is saying this is Maya, uh, Ramananda Acharya is saying this is Vishishtadvaita, Advacharya is saying this is Dvaita, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says it's Asintya Beda Beda Tattva. And for us to know all this, we have to go through a rigorous study of uh, so many things, the Upanishads, the Vedas, the Vedanta Sutra. But just by reading Srila Prabhupada's books, we get all the information. And for somebody who has been uh, reading Srila Prabhupada's books for a long time, they won't even, at least me, I didn't know that this is basically Jiva Goswami's uh, 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 arguments that Prabhupada is paraphrasing. That he has distilled the essence of all the previous Acharyas uh, uh, commentaries and then given it in his purports. So, uh, Prabhupada has made things really easy for us uh, in, in his commentaries. That everything is there uh, in Srila Prabhupada's uh, commentaries. Another point is distinct herein. 
the eternal relation between the Lord and the living being is transcendental. Otherwise, the Lord would not have taken the trouble to reclaim the conditioned souls from the clutches of Maya. This is such an amazing point. right? If we were not eternally related, why will Krishna even take the trouble to come and relieve us from the entanglement of Maya? Uh, I am forgetting the verse. Um, This is in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadhya Kabunai Shravanadi Shuddha Chitta Karaya Udai. That this bhakti or this eternal relationship that we have with Krishna is is always there. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadhya Kabunai Shravanadi. That this Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema that we have cannot be got from an external source. As spirituals, we have this as a part of our nature. Shravanadi Shuddha Chitta Karaya Udai. So this, how does it, uh, um, uh, how will we get back to our original nature? Only by uh, cleansing our minds by hearing. Shravanadi Shuddha Chitta. This is what Prabhupada is going to, uh, Prabhupada said uh, before also. In the same way, the living entity is also required to revive his natural love and affection for the Lord. And that is the highest perfection of the living entity. Srimad Bhagavatam treats the conditioned soul with an aim of that goal of life. That this, uh, in, in the, the preface to Srimad uh, Bhagavatam is, is so amazing. It's, it's just a just two pages or something that Srila Prabhupada writes. But I want to read something which is pertinent to uh, what we read and what we are going through as a, as, as a world also together during the time of uh, pandemic. Uh, human society at the present moment is not in the darkest of oblivion Prabhupada is writing in the preface it has made rapid progress in the fields of material comforts education and economic development throughout the entire world but there is a pinprick somewhere in the social body at large so Prabhupada is not denying the the rapid technological progress that we have made Right, so much comforts we have when we compare it to 100 years, 200 years so all that is there but despite all those comforts, there is a pinprick somewhere in the social body at large. Now it's, it's bigger than a pin, pinprick, the, the pandemic that we are going through. Uh, it's troubling all of us to uh, a large extent. And therefore, there, is a la- there are large-scale quarrels even over less important issues. There is a need of a clue as to how humanity can become one in peace, friendship and prosperity with a common cause. Srimad Bhagavatam will fill this need for it is a cultural presentation for the re-spiritualization of the entire human society. It's, it's prose poetry that Prabhupada is writing. For it is a cultural presentation for the re-spiritualization of the entire human society. So that is what Srimad Bhagavatam is. Akama Sarva Kamova Moksha Kama Udharati Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajeta Purusha Param That whether Akama, we don't have any desires Sarva Kama, whether you have so many desires, Moksha Kama, or even you have desire for liberation, come and read Srimad Bhagavatam. That's what Bhagavatam is telling us. That Akama Sarva Kama Va Moksha Kama Udharadi Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajeta Purushaparam. By practicing Bhakti, everything is satisfied perfectly. Uh, that even if we have desires, we come and ask Krishna for it. Okay, he'll give us what we need, but also make sure that that desire is gone from us, that we don't come back to him again and again with those desires. So Krishna works expertly like that. And even if we don't have any desires, then that is what Shukadev Goswami's state was before uh, hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam, that he was perfectly fine. He was in the Brahman platform. He didn't have any material desires whatsoever. But still, Srimad Bhagavatam is relishing, right? That's why Shukadev Goswami is hearing and speaking at length uh, uh, to Parikshit Maharaj. That if there is no real value in Srimad Bhagavatam, that the glories of Krishna, if they are not transcendental, that's the point Prabhupada made in the purport also, that why will Shukadev Goswami go to such an extent in speaking this? Why will all the other devotees who are sitting there, right? Narad Muni is sitting there, Vyasadeva is sitting there when Shukadev Goswami speaks, and so many other sages and great devotees are sitting there. Even for them, it is very satisfactory. So that is the quality of Srimad Bhagavatam. And that is our only means, uh, listening and uh, surrendering to Krishna. We can talk about surrender in much, much detail, what it is. But that is the process uh, that 
Vyasadev is giving us here that we as we as living entities we know what our problems are and the only way to uh, mitigate the problems are surrendering to Krishna and following the process that's the surrender is where it actually begins before that uh, we are not even living a human life we know who we are and then we surrender to the spiritual master and then follow the process and then eventually one day we'll all go back home back to Godhead so Hare Krishna I'll stop here uh, 8.28 so if there are any questions or comments I can take them Oh yeah, uh, so the eight elements that Krishna says in the in the Gita are Bhumir, Apo, Nalo, Vayu, Khamano, Buddhirevacha Earth, Water, Fire, Air and Ether Mind, Intelligence and False Ego So the, essentially this is the False Ego is what is making us think uh, False Ego is essentially that we are thinking we are the body That is False Ego Instead we are as spirituals we think we are the body That is the False Ego Our original Ego or our original identity is that of Jivair Swarupahoy, Krishnair Nityadas, that we are the eternal servants of Krishna. But in the material world, we are thinking that I am the master. <laughs> I, I don't, I am not Krishna's Das, but I am the master. Yes. Yes, exactly. exactly. And in fact, we'll read it in detail uh, that... There are, in fact, 24 elements uh, that create the uh, material world. So, um, uh, we'll go in detail in the second canto with that, those 24 elements of... That is basically Sankhya, where we explore what the 24 elements of this material world are and go, neti, neti, neti. Oh, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. And finally, Sankhya comes to the platform of saying that, oh, if I'm not any of these, who am I? Then I am this spirit soul. So... I am not part of any of these material elements. I am something different. And then from there, of course, uh, we take up bhakti from that point. But for us who are practicing bhakti, we are given this directly. We don't have to go into this analysis of these 24 elements. But just know that we are completely different from anything that's related to matter. Thank you. So we'll stop here. Grantraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shula Prabhupada ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrind ki jai.